dark alcohol. Welcome to the I Got Questions podcast. I am here with smart brother Aaron Washington. What's up? And then homeless brother Jared D'Amato. Damn. Well, I mean, um, he's not homeless. He has a home. He's in his for own starters, home. For starters, he looks homeless. The brother like he ain't shaved in about two years. I don't like the fact uh, that like you, you actually have a full on beard and your hair is touching the back of your neck and sticking out. Brother, yeah. look, you've been going to tough times. Yeah. Yeah. You need your I office ran, job back. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I ran out of not only did I run out of hair product like a week ago, Damn. I've had no reason to use it <laughs> anyway. Like I like I don't go anywhere. <laughs> like it's it's still cutie in this apartment. So uh I mean I got a haircut next week, but it's yeah, please get like, a haircut before you come to Vegas. <laughs> it'll, be, like it'll be down near like your the front of your neck by next week. It's ridiculous. I mean, I feel I feel like I'm gonna walk into the barbershop and he's just gonna be like, <sighs> like just clear my hour day. <laughs> it's like when um when Steve Carell walked into that um yeah the massage parlor or the shaving place and uh or the, no the waxing place in Forty Old Virgin. Clear mm. all my appointments. Mm. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I forgot about <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be Jared. It's that's like, you sure we can't just buzz it? Like, oh no. Nope, nope, we got work to do. He's gonna put the also, on and snap him at the bottom like he's like he's a surgeon. And it, and then and then Aaron looks like uh he's he stay, he's been studying Muslim for the past week and a half with his bro- beanie on your head and glasses. <laughs> As my brother calls it, I have my save the black man cap on because I'm that's basically what you look like. Because I want the black man to be saved. You look like you're about to ring on somebody's doorbell right now and educate them about how <laughs> how the white man is constantly keeping the black man down at all times. You're like Dave Chappelle from Undercover Brother. There you go. That's what you remind me of. <laughs> I just need the body length leather coat. Cool. Yeah, that's all you need. I'll be covering the podcast this week. That'll be Dave Chappelle, Smart Brother. <laughs> Spitting nothing but conspiracies left and right. Conspiracy, brother. Okay, hold on. But is that too far from me? I don't think, think about it. it. <laughs> was Friends nah. really the number one show in late night? Think about it. Oh well, Jesus! Okay. Well, this conversation went further than what I expected. It. Think about it. Is CBS the really, really the number one new new network on television? Like they okay. say in all the commercials. Think about it. All right. All right. Speaking it. of conspiracy theories, let's get to talking about this um, underlying racism in sports. Ooh, that's good that's going to be the topic for today. That's good. Um, We've been watching a lot of playoff basketball, and we've all have noticed a lot of unnecessary attitude from fans. Um, if you don't know, one uh one fan in New York spit he spitted on a player or attempted yes. to spit on a player. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we had a another fan in uh what was that? What's the other uh altercation? It was it was Philly. It was in Philly when Russell Philly, Westbrook, Russ got, Westbrook, there you go. Westbrook got popcorn thrown on him. Why yeah. he's why he was injured. He was right. injured, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Excuse me. Injured walking to the tunnel, had popcorn thrown at him. Uh Kyrie had a bottle thrown at him mm-hmm. in Boston, the Celtics. Yep. And uh John Morant dad got into an altercation with the Utah fan at Utah Jazz Stadium. Um, also in the, in the uh, the yeah, fan who ran on the court. Yeah. In DC. Right. In uh, Washington. Yep. So 
yeah, I don't know what's going on with the world right now, but um, <laughs> I'm not too sure which one is worse, the pandemic or just people themselves. <laughs> I, was, I don't know where to start on each one. Like I have so much, so many thoughts per incident that I'm like, where do you even begin? Like as a whole, I'm like, you lose sports for a year. You finally, you finally get it back. And this is how you act. Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. It goes to show that people have taken this for granted and um, yeah. they don't look at these people as athletes. They just look at them or they look at them as athletes and not human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's because like fan interactions like that have been going on forever. Like there's always the stories that you don't hear about that are always crazy about how fans talk to and treat players, like whether it be walking out of hotels, on the street, at games, after games, in the warm in the layup lines, like those stories have like been long and like long and just historic about how fans treat players and it's like now that fans are back in the stadiums um after or in the in the arenas after this entire year it's just like do we need fans in there now like of course you know you want that fan experience to be there but like if if players are just going to keep getting treated like this like on like in like these big playoff stages like this and like any that's just just the stuff we hear about it's not not anything about how the families are treated in the stands like on a more consistent basis or anything like that like it it makes me think like do we need fans in there to begin with look i'm gonna say yes we need fans in there but Mm -hmm. the ruling obligation is that once you step in that ring if you do something disrespectful you can get these hands right (laughs) and you know what them hands should come at free cost. I do genuinely believe the problem with the world is 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 spankings and whoopings. See, that's the problem. See, that's that's the issue. See, see, back in the day, yeah. you said something crazy, you got popped in your mouth. Now people are mad about it, right? Right, but you can tell people who don't think first before they speak and do actions. Okay, what in the world in your mind said I'm gonna take some popcorn and throw it at this man? Mm-hmm. Ain't no way in the world. Do you know? Do you know you couldn't even put food in the trash can without getting whooped back in the day? Yeah, you had to finish the plate. <laughs> that plate better be clean, too. Wait a second. That plate better be clean, too. Exactly. Like, yeah. like you had to eat all your food. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It is um it's very uh, it's an interesting time. I don't know why people feel entitled. I don't understand where people get entitlement from. I still don't get it. Um, white people. <laughs> there is sex. a certain demographic with all these incidents. What? Yeah, they all just happen to actually be white, <laughs> well, <laughs> which is which is another reason why like people are saying the underlying racism factor. Yeah, is still in effect. <clears throat> well, it's it's always just it's just interesting because like you know those those moments are there, right? Like you know those stories are there, you know those times are there. But like on a consistent basis is when you really start understanding like how fans view players, right? And you see it on Twitter, you see it on you see it in real life at these games with these certain mm-hmm. events. Like these people aren't looking at these at these players like they're humans. Like they're looking at them as just people there to to entertain them, and like they're treating them like zoo animals, thinking that they can talk to them and do things that they can, you know, that they just can do because they pay for a ticket. But like that's not how it goes. Like there has to be that level of respect there. Like you have to have respect for that what that player is doing on the court. You have to have respect for the people around you, because 
you know, God forbid, or actually not, not even God forbid, we're going to have another malice in the palace situation where a player is going to fight a fan one day. And I'm just going to laugh because we, we don't talk about what those fans did to run our test back then to get him jumping into the stands. We only focus on what the players did, but the fans are going to have to be held accountable. And so and for starters, be, yeah. I want to take the time to say the fans did that. That was a right. mean right hook. Right. I bet you he won't throw another beer at somebody else again. No. Yeah, do you want to explain it for in case somebody doesn't know what it is? Um, yeah. So I, I can't remember what, I can't remember the exact year. I'm terrible with years, but the it was definitely play. 2002 or 2003 because Detroit okay. Pistons were actually good and they haven't been good since. Right. That's true. <laughs> and the Pacers were like a were a consistent playoff team. Yeah, um, they were an okay team. Yeah. So basically, what happened? It was the, towards the end of the game, a game against the Pistons and the Pacers. And Ron Artest, who was a forward for the Pacers at the time, he was laying on the the scores table, and a fan threw like I think it was either beer or like a cup of ice or something. I don't know. I don't remember. What it was. Wait, 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 wait. Can't I'm gonna re, I'm gonna just rewind you real quick. Okay. To let you know, so to, to to give our fans a little bit more base, yeah. what happened was Ron Artest, that same player, he's talking about committed a hard foul on Ben Wallace. Right, 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 right. For the Detroit Pistons, and Ben Wallace had enough of it, and yeah. kind of like shoved him as like a little altercation Mm -hmm. and i think that's one of the things where like fans have a tendency to feed off energy for some reason i think that fan felt like if ben wallace (laughs) is fighting i'm gonna fight him too yeah so what happened was they're reviewing it looking for a technical foul ron artes was laying on the scores where table like aaron said and then a a beer from the audience all of a sudden came and hit him in the chest yeah and then next thing you know ron just gets up I don't even he he was running in the same general direction, but I don't know if he actually found the dude who threw it. Um, so he runs to the stands, punches a fan, all hell breaks loose, fans spill out onto the court, start fighting players, more players go into the stands fighting fans. It's a, like literally an all-out brawl. Like you can literally go on YouTube and find the actual like video. Cause I remember coming home from back, basketball practice that day. Um, my dad was watching TV in the living room, and I just remember seeing Jermaine O'Neal, who's a six foot eleven power forward sliding into a right hook punching a fan in the face uh that that's like one of the main memories that just that like always sticks with me about that but like it's another one of those is going to happen one day because like these fans just don't know how to act and they don't know how to respect these players and it's going to bite them in the ass one day like when you know we get another one of those situations i'm not going to be on the side of the fan i'm not going to be you know i'm not going to be trying to defend the fan and say oh the player didn't need to do that no whatever the fan did he just more than likely deserved it if it gets to that level like I personally, I disagree. I don't think we'll ever get to that level again. Um, I think the NBA has a better control of the situation as far as taking place and taking the necessary precautions that need to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I wish that the NBA would do, which is what I agree with every ESPN analysis or a few, or like a Hall of Fame basketball player that's been talking about the subject, mm-hmm. is I want the fan face all over ESPN. I want to see who they are. Because as soon as a player does something, their face is popped up with their name underneath. Right. You're right. And it's and it's viewed as a mugshot. I want the same thing for the fan. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I I wish would actually be, you know, out there because I don't want that fan up and moving and traveling to a different state, going to another basketball game, thinking like you know, it's okay. And because your face is not familiar, like let's say you lived in New York, but then you moved to Texas, nobody knows who you are in Texas, so you can right. actually go to a basketball game now. 
I don't want that to happen. I want people to know who you are. I want people to recognize you. That way, NBA players can hold you accountable. NBA owners can hold you accountable in their stadiums. And the people can also hold you accountable. Because just as much as they're evil, as there's evil out there, there's also good. So that's the only thing I request. I'm almost afraid that like because that sounds like a great system but like I'm afraid that it would like entice people to act up more because then they would see that as a chance to get notoriety of like hey like I was on TV well no 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 you you still get the jail sentence oh yeah yeah no 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 no, no. you you, you're still going to jail and you're still paying whatever you know I'm saying you're still doing the than the criminal actions because like but we're also seeing their face while yeah i'm also seeing who you are because when a lot of times when people don't see who you are people like to say like oh that's just a random coincidence or that doesn't happen or you know etc etc when the actuality is like no i got a picture i got a name (laughs) i got consequences yeah, you can't tell me nothing that that doesn't happen type type of attitude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying they would they would do the same thing for the players. The players have to pay the fine. Then they're suspended for 15 games. Then their face is all over. And then every time the game is played, what's the first thing you're gonna hear? Right. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. missing a suspension. Blah blah blah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you'll you'll never be able to let it down. Ron Artest will never be able to let that moment down. Not because of what he did, but because of how. It was displayed like it was like number one thing on ESPN and the Detroit Pistons versus Indiana Pacers wasn't a, wasn't even a big game back then. No, it was a regular season. <laughs> it was a regular season. <laughs> the final <laughs> score was in the 70s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those are those. Those are some slow games back then. But no, I, I agree. I think that, you know, getting the fans, the, getting the fans face out there can have the effect of, you know, get them being able to, you know, come somehow profit off of it maybe because we're in a weird time when people profit off profit off doing stupid shit. Um, so that could, that could happen. But at the same time, like, they're still having that offense. Like, they're still having that on their record. Like, they're still yeah. going to be known for that. And then a lot of people's eyes that may be looked at the wrong way. So, yeah. And yeah. these NBA players, they need to take them to court. Take the family to court. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's true. Like Trey Young, who got spit on, like he got spit on in a pandemic. Like that's like, look, here, there's here, levels to that. Here's the thing. The saying things, okay. Some people, a lot of players are able to brush that off. Like, you know, you're saying stuff to my family in the stands. All right. I'm not able to be there. You know, my family can be able to handle it. There's security over there. All right, cool. You spit on me. That's something different. You have to meet my hands. Like we, we have to go. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, like we like we have to like there's no way that like you're walking out of here just like still standing up there's, like, exactly it's, like it's not happening that's just, that's just something that's like the lowest level of like disrespect to me anyway to me personally like yeah just yeah to spit like anybody just, to be honest with you it should right be. right 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 it should be but yeah there's there's levels to it um those fans have all been banned um from their certain certain arenas which i'm curious how they how the nba enforces that due to like you know ticket sales and resellers and all that how do you ban someone from the stadium but i don't know so i'll, that's, I'll never that's know. what i'm saying that's what i'm saying i want to see their face right that way because like if they sneak their way in i'm like well i didn't know what they look like so i can see you not knowing they look like either you know what i'm saying the problem with that is that there's so many people in an nba arena that's going to be kind of hard to police it i don't but know you never know i don't, no, know. I don't I, they could have their own protocols and exactly yeah yeah so, all right 
But yeah, that that was just crazy to me. And and also like, if you're a fan, you're attending the game, keep it sports related. Yeah, just I don't know why. Like like if you want to say LeBron, you can't shoot, or Trey Young, you not clutch, or something of that nature, or like you will never come through. Yeah, that yeah. personally, that's a hundred percent fine. The moment you start talking about people's families and saying you know use a B or like you this. You know, when we get personal and stuff like that, that's when it goes too far. Yeah. There's a line. With every every form of communication, there's a line. Exactly. Right. Jared, is there a dog there? Yeah, yes. I'm watching Grace's dog while she's out. Ah. And she just started getting reckless, making noise. So I have to <laughs> hold her in like this hug. So it's cool. Look it's at great. you showing, showing actual compassion. I'm sorry, we got completely off topic because I saw dog ears. I'm like, wait, that's a yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to do. Like, I don't want her barking with the neighbors and stuff. So, yeah, that's okay. already a scrap. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, it's playtime right now. Playtime yeah. right now. Go play with the dog, human. Go play <laughs> What's with your dog? problem? What's your problem, Jared? Go play with the dog. Matter of so, fact, we're just going to take some time out so Jared can go play with the dog. <laughs> Uh, I no, I finally got her calmed down. <laughs> um, so another thing, speaking of p- treating players like animals, um, as to say, they're not actual people. Naomi Osaka, I believe, if I say her last name, yeah, um, tennis player, world famous tennis, world famous tennis player. Actually, on, I'll be right back. Hold on, go ahead, grab her, mm-hmm. grab her. Um, you want me to keep going? Yeah, yeah for, fill right me back. in on this because I, okay. I only know part of it. Oh, I got you. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So Naomi Osaka, um, she is the number two soccer player in soccer. Jesus, number two <laughs> tennis player in the world. Um, she was playing in the French opening. And I'm not too sure what's going on with her mentally. Nobody never really uh that hasn't been expressed to me. I haven't really done the research. But after her first victory, she decided not to talk to the media due to mm-hmm. mental health reasons. Sure. And then the French opening was like, hey, if you don't talk to the media, we're going to fine you 15000 15000 is a lot. Right. <laughs> uh, so she made the decision to opt out and not participate in the French opening anymore and then um, decided to work on her mental health. And it's weird wow. because I have mixed emotions about it. I got mixed feelings about it. So do you, you want to go first or you want me to let you know how I'm feeling? Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm curious to see how you feel. So my problem with the situation is I feel like if something's not right with her mentally, then I understand you not wanting to talk to the media. But at the same time, I'm like, it's tennis you have an option to play in the tournament you have an option not to play in the tournament you know what i'm saying so i feel like before she even started playing she should never play in the first place but then again though i'm kind of mad the media because of the simple fact of the media has a tendency to always ask questions to try to develop a narrative that's not true so it's like I'm on both sides of the fence. I understand why players, and not just Naomi, she's not the first person to do this, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people have um, voiced their opinions about the media. Um, some have 
uh, not rioted. What's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, like pro- boycott protested. and protest. Yeah. yeah. Some people have, some players have protested against the media. And it's, it's interesting to me because I find myself stuck in the middle, right? I find myself like, bro, you, you, you should speak. Like, just talk to the media. Like, it's no big deal. But then I hear the questions. I'm like, all right, bro, that's going over the top. Like, <laughs> why, why do you particularly care? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, like, it seems like when it comes to players or just any athlete in general in the media, there's this weird, awkward balance that nobody can find. And I'm not too sure what to do about it. And I'm not too sure what side to be on. I don't even think there is a side, quote unquote. Mm. I just feel like there should be a limit to how things are handled. And um, yeah, I just want to talk to you about it because I know you're big on mental health, mental healthness. Um, yeah. I, me personally, I have no idea mental health. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't know. Maybe I'm just... Maybe because I have such a good and supporting cast for my family mm. that I don't really see mental health as like my own personal thing. Because mm. when I view mental health, I see other people. And I'm like, okay, I see why you got issues. Like, it would be kind of weird if I can't talk to my mom. You know what I'm mm. saying? You know, about wherever I'm going through at this moment. It would be kind of weird if I couldn't call my dad or if I didn't have that person in my family I trust because I've been doing this on my own for so long that I don't know how to really get to anybody else yeah so i get that but um yeah it's it's a little weird from the outside in when it comes to athletes and like the mental health issue because it's almost like as soon as they make money their family gets pushed away (laughs) it's like it's not the same kind of like relationship anymore Mm -hmm. and i always wonder like man where's your family where's your support system you know because if i was in that situation then those are the first people i would turn to but then, you know, some people can't trust that. So it's it's interesting. But uh, I just want to hear your take on it. You guys are really, really big in, like, mental issues and awareness mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So just how you guys feel about basically the media versus athletes. Because right. I don't think there's a wrong, wrong on either side. But I don't think neither side is right right now either. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think also, uh, just real quick, I think with mental illness too, sometimes it's just a brain chemistry thing. And it's just off you know so it it could be just be as like simple as that and it just needs some like you know work on there so like but regarding uh like her situation like it it, to me like in in some instances with like the media when athletes choose like they don't want to talk it almost feels similar to the fan situation where like they're not being treated as humans they're just being treated as like a source of uh like stories and you know i'm not trying to talk down on the media because like it is important like reporting is important um but like like you said sometimes they just go over the top and i feel like like we should just respect if someone's like hey like i don't want to deal with this like i mean if it's in their contract or something that's beyond me like that they probably have to like worry about that from the top but like it just it's it is frustrating that like she's being punished for trying to like work on herself because like if she had like a broken leg and was like i can't make it to work today like i don't know she should be fined for that it's kind of how it feels to me she's like hey like this just isn't working for me i don't want to do this and they're like well fuck you basically (laughs) yeah Yeah. not like so like what you just like 
the situation you just kind of yelled, like kind of laid out was more it's a physical ailment that blocks you from doing what you need to do right like if you're if you broke your leg you can't play in the game if you're not gonna play in the game then there's no really reason for the media to talk to you right the problem with that the problem that mental health has you know is has been viewed is that it's a problem that you can't see so like yeah we can credit people who fight who play their injuries who fight their injuries all that other stuff but we don't really give as much credit to people who fight their way through depression who fight their way through other other mental ailments that they may be may be facing so um it's it's a slippery slope because of course you want to have respect for you know someone's mental health and what they're going through and their you know their struggles with it because everyone's struggles are their are their own i just think that the but it's a slippery slope because the media does serve a purpose in a lot of different sense because like of course you have all the media like members that are you know salacious and just focus on drama and try to get, get a reaction out of you and just want you to say something so they can get like the the spiciest quote or whatever but there are some who literally just do their job unlike right. the, unlike they follow that line like they're able to do their job in a respectful way they have respect for the athlete they have respect for themselves and they have respect for their readers and they have respect for whoever you know maybe viewing their work so it's it's interesting to to kind of see who toasts that line and who doesn't so with Naomi, I'm I'm happy that she's you know doing what she feels like mm-hmm. she needs to do to for her own mental health. I feel like that's what you know people have to realize is that people handle it in different ways. There may be a tennis player, another tennis player who may be depressed who hasn't talked about it and is dealing with it with their own private ways. Um, I just think Naomi got a lot of flack for it because she came out and said it. You know, because the trouble only starts once you come out and say it. Um, <laughs> so I just think like. Everyone really has to just have respect for how pe- how people you know deal with their their own you know mental issues if they if they choose to to work on it. Just because and there and there are some people who don't. There's some people who just you know want to take it day by day and get through it. But, you know, yeah, just have respect for people and what they're going through and how they want to deal with it. You know, my only problem with mental illness is though, and not saying like it's a huge problem, is it's like what you kind of pointed out is that you can't see it. Right. 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 So you'll never really fully understand like what somebody's actually going through, if they're even going through anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times I'm not saying mental illness is a I'm not saying mental illness is something that doesn't happen, but it's like mm, I don't want I, I want to be careful how I phrase this because it's not that I don't think it's real. You just, I just want to make sure that people are not being soft. Here's the you thing. know what I'm saying? No, I I understand that. Part. And I feel like some yeah. people, some athletes use it as an excuse for like how they're doing. And I'm just like, all right, all right, bro, do you really have issues or are you just being like weak right now? Here's the thing. So with that, I understand that thought. And I understand, you know, you're that's how you feel about it. That's cool with me. Um, but for me, it's if that's how someone feels, like who am I to question that, right? Like who am I to, you know, question what another person is going through? Who am I to question, you know, what that person's feeling on a day in day out basis? Like, cause there are some, there are, like a lot of things in life, you got to push through it, right? There are certain moments where you just got to push through it and just, you know, toughen up and just get, get through it. But then like, you have to look on on the back end of like what that's actually doing to a person. Like, are they getting better or are they getting worse? Like, is, is, is that causing that person's mental health to, to get better or get worse? So I think that, it just takes a little bit of self-reflection and like, okay, um, this is causing me to feel this way. Like, I feel bad when I do this. I, like hearing this about myself or my play, you know, makes me feel bad. 
and if it if it doesn't get better after that, then you that can lead to more self awareness about your own mental problems, and then that may get to a point where you need to talk to someone, like get in a therapy, you know, find a therapist. That always helps too. Or if you have a support system around you that wants to help you, then talk to them as well. Um, yeah, it's just it just takes a lot of just self reflection. As someone who's you know in therapy and you know going through that process, like it's, it takes a lot of self reflection. It takes a lot of self, mm. you know, and it takes a lot of self analysis, and you just gotta handle it with yourself first before you're able to kind of speak out about it more yeah i mean i get it i get it i'm just i'm just making sure that like this doesn't take away from people who actually have issues no i don't that's what i'm trying to say yeah because like i feel like a lot of times like a example like paul george and he said he had some type of weird mental issue or depression in the bubble Mm -hmm. i feel like it's partly an excuse just because he wasn't playing good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I'm gonna blame it on this. Right. And I'm like, really, bro? Like, that's what we're because I don't know. Like, we're like every player is going through the same situation as you. Not to say that everybody's the same, but I'm just it's just one of those things where the timing of it just seemed really, really bad. Like no, he's playing, I, he's I playing, remember, yeah. Yeah, like he's playing that. terrible. He's getting like bashed on playoff P and everything like that. And it's all related to basketball. And it's like, hey, cut it out. I got mental issues. And I'm like, come on, bro. Like, do you have mental issues or are you really just not showing up to the moment? And showing up to the moment in sports is different than a mental issue. Like, you can't handle the pressure. You can't handle the pressure. That's fine. Like, we've seen players who can't handle pressure before. Yeah. But I'm not too sure if that's in the same line as somebody who's really going through things in life and really has nobody to talk to and you're comparing it to your play in basketball and I'm, and it can't be the same like it just doesn't seem the same to me you know what i'm saying mm. all right well here's here's the thing that i want you to do i want you to think about like the day in day out person right think about like just your normal average everyday cat who's just living yeah. life doing what they need to do right and you have to you have to separate that from like from you have to separate that from in, in a lot of in a lot of ways from athletes because it's two different lives so like it's two different right it's two different like ways that they're living it's two different ways that they're going about their days and all that so we can separate it but still apply it to the same principle if that makes sense so like you can say if whatever person is going through is their own individual things like what triggers one person to have you know to about a depression will be different for someone else. So I think we have to kind of separate how we view like how not not separate how we view athletes, but kind of separate like what tri- wait what may trigger an athlete or tr- trigger any human being to have about with depression because I mean at the end of the day it could all be the same thing, but how can I say this? I think we just have to give more respect that everyone has their own individual thing. So for Paul George in the bubble, like I can imagine like being away from my family for an X amount of time or like like months on end was really hard for certain guys in the bubble and paul george just came out and said it wouldn't a lot of guys in the bubble played terribly i think he he took a lot of heat for that because it was the timing like you said like he was playing yeah he was doing all that so i I don't look at it as more as an excuse thing i look at it as more as that's just him that's how he was feeling at the time now since then i haven't really heard him talk too much about mental health um that meaning he could have gone to therapy he could have you know he could be still working on what he's what was triggering him back then um so yeah, I just think we have to do a, a, a 
a better job of like separating what triggers these guys and what causes them to have these bouts of depression or make them mm-hmm. feel like or make them feel like they're having um, mental issues. Go ahead, Jared. Yeah, like it's it's just difficult because there's like different levels to it. I think like they, yeah. it just comes in so many different ways, shapes, and forms. Right. And I don't know. I'm kind of getting stuck on like a grander picture, and maybe it's just too far out there. But like, um, because I'm thinking like every celebrity, every athlete, once they hit a certain level of notoriety, like we know they crack because of like the lack of like grounding to reality i suppose or like yeah, they lose that, their privacy like, yeah you lose your privacy you lose your ability to do things that you were doing like you know coming up so that can affect right. you mentally too so like i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of spiraling out trying to think about like what because i'm like on the one hand maybe we should like lay off him <laughs> like i i was making playoff p jokes too but i was like you know like, yeah, oh, like is it? that necessary like oh no you know so here's where i separate it i don't think necessary <laughs> so <laughs> well, well it's it's the state oh, i'm sorry i'm gonna cut you off go no, ahead no, no, no so so here's the thing like that i try to do and i you know i've had to hold myself accountable with that as well mm-hmm. it's like when i'm watching sports i try not to crit- i try not to criti- criticize a guy personally right right so me calling him you know or pandemic p or playoff p or whatever like me us making jokes about these players i don't get personal i just stick to their play on the court like i'm not gonna you know attack their families or you know talk about Mm -hmm. anything like beyond the the court like exactly because you're not calling them playoff p because like he's good in the playoffs yeah yeah, yeah. you're you're calling him playoff p because you just watch a game and the man hits the side of the backboard like because is like we there is the standard of like just the way the system is set up is like as soon as you go out there and i think we talked about this on our last episode but like as soon as you put yourself out there like you put your game out to the world right and that's just the way the system is whether or not that's right or wrong that's just kind of how it works but that's so like what, that's critiquable i, I suppose yeah that's what but yeah like, but that's it yeah but that's how i don't think it's wrong though because that same person we call playoff p was just in the playoffs what three years ago talking mad trash to like a fan right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like right. hey, so so when you keep it in the sport itself and i think that's where i'm kind of conflicted at because mm-hmm. like i'm like bro you were just talking trash about how you just made this shot and playoff get calling yourself all this giving yourself this confidence boost which is mm-hmm. fine i don't i don't i'm not critiquing you for that <laughs> but then like the moment you you suck now you have this problem right and i'm like okay hold on come on bro like yeah save no, it for I, people who actually have an issue well you know he, he could he could have is is the thing like we're, it's not for us right to, and i'm saying he couldn't he could have. yeah and understand yeah. you you did say that uh so and that that's the tough part because it's like we sh- I, I guess it's just up for us to be like respect that and if he was lying that's his own that's his own that he gotta, he'll have he, to reckon with that he gotta reckon with god on that one yeah <laughs> yeah and me and I think that's the thing that kind of makes me mad. I kind of wish mm-hmm. that, like, I kind of feel like if you're going through something mentally, it's probably best to keep it to yourself, especially when you're in this type of limelight and even maybe your average day working person. Just because of the simple fact of, like you said, it's an invisible type of thing. You can't never really see it. And, I'm, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and, and when I say keep it to yourself, like, if you could try and, like, not expose it to, like, somebody who talks a lot, 
somebody who media, trying to find somebody that you actually trust, you know, just to well, get like just to help express yourself. Yeah, because I, don't, yeah. I don't know, man. It no, puts so it I'll, in a weird it yeah. for me personally, it puts it in a weird situation. Well, here's because your thing. timing, like Naomi Osaka, I'm not mad at her timing. I don't I, I actually do believe something's wrong, like something's wrong with her, and I hope she gets better. Yeah, because well, she was winning and she yeah, decided no, she, to opt out. No, she she talked about this like two years, like two, three years ago. She felt like she, like she won, I think it was the US Open or the French Open or one of those like big major tennis tournaments. And it was I think it was the one where she beat Serena. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it head. was the one where she beat and, Serena. Like she was getting booed like after she won. And she said was talking about how she went through depression after that. So like even when you're at the top of your peak, you're still getting right. criticized. You're still getting booed on like this big, big stage. And, like, and Naomi Osaka is somebody I give credit to because I can see where the issue would lie like yeah. mentally like i, yeah. I kind of get that you know what i'm right. saying i just don't get it when people are doing terrible at their profession and then that's the first thing you blame it on that's okay. why i get shaky on yeah no if I, you're I, like, I get it yeah i get it yeah. but i think it's i think it's also important to it is important to talk about it just because like right. if you're not doing it if you're not talking about it like for yourself you're talking about like the average person who you know who is going through it and you know, because it is invisible. It's like you're not gonna know until you say something about it, right? Right. So it's in. So I think it is important for you know athletes to speak up, up to talk about it, to you know be open about it because people look up to them. They're they're in a right. position where they can make an impact, and them talking about it could lead to someone else, you know, recognizing it with the, within themselves and taking the appropriate steps. So right, like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I like I really like when Kevin Love because uh, he was like one of the first to speak out at least in the NBA to like speak out about it and like the mm-hmm. Rosen too and like I really appreciated it because it was like yeah like it's just a normal thing that happens like it's uh, like it's common for people to just go through it even like these people at this level like of like notoriety and fame and stuff it's just like yeah people just have like mental illnesses and, and, and whatnot and that it's just something that is commonplace and that like we got to work through yeah it's 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 something that you know i respect people who are able to talk yeah. about it i respect i respect people who feel like they don't need to talk about it or you know sure, sure. Like they go up go about their own ways with it you know as long as it's a positive helpful conversation and we're yeah. not you know we're you know trying to do better of because we because that's one thing like you know growing up it wasn't really cool or commonplace to really tell people that you're you know feeling depressed or going through therapy or anything like that i'm just glad we're in a better space and like people mm-hmm. are open and talking about it and it's made me more comfortable about talking about it. So, you know, it's, you know, I think we're in a, I think we're in a good place with it. I think it's, it, it can do nothing but help, honestly. So if you're feeling like you need, you know, to seek, seek help about it, or, you know, you're feeling down or depressed, um, you know, talk to your loved ones, talk to your circle, talk to your friends, your family, talk to a therapist, you know, um, it's cause it's something that, you know, can only help. It's not there to hurt you. It's actually there mm-hmm. to really help you. Cool. Yeah, I don't have any problem talking with your family and stuff like that. And like, I don't have a problem with you talking about it. I just think you need to keep it within your circle. Right. If that makes sense. No, no, I, don't, no. I, don't want, I don't want people to come across like you should never explain yourself or, or express yourself. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Right. I'm trying to say if you're a celebrity and you know you're watched on the daily, you, you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I just think you need to be important with your timing with it. And until you get through it or until the timing is right, you need to keep it to yourself because I've seen, I've seen people use it as an excuse. If that makes sense. No, it's just just like, and I'm just like, because I can't argue with you, which is completely wrong to do. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we get like this weird phase place of like weird entitlement or some issues or something like that nature. Excuse me. So I'm just making sure that like I'll be the first person to tell you I don't think mental illness is not real. It definitely happens. Of course, um, yeah. It definitely happens. I get how especially when you go from a certain thing like if you're like 18 now you got millions millions of dollars at 19 years old how that can be kind of crazy and hectic for yeah. you as well so mm-hmm. i understand that jump so people go through jumps and lessons and everything like that so sometimes you do hit some things in the middle of it we all have i have no problem with that like as far as admitting to it i just think that it's the optics just, of it it's yeah, yeah. it's like with, with every with yeah. every good intention is always like a bad one, and the bad intention on this one is like not crazy bad, but it it's it I think it bothers me. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. people who come off as disingenuous with it. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, it bothers me because one, there's nothing really wrong with you. Two, you're affecting the people who actually have problems with it that actually need it, mm-hmm. and three, you're not saying a good example. Like it's okay to, to take mm-hmm. a L. Like it's it, admit it. Like, like you know what I'm saying. Like it's yeah. it's fine. It's it's okay to do that, but don't make it a big deal out of something that that can affect somebody else who's actually going through things. And that's always kind of been my thing with it. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. That you know what I'm saying. Sense. If you can if you can battle through it and you're strong enough to do so, I think you should definitely do it. But if but like the moment you try and like try to play the victim role that's when you're kind of hurting everybody because now everybody who actually has a problem now it just became like a random victim for no reason right based on your platform okay so, i got you i got you that's my only yeah thing. that is tough I, I will say you have always been supportive from what i could see like with me or like with aaron too like yeah with mental health and stuff so it's like yeah like we, oh, yeah. like for the record like yeah <laughs> for the, oh like, yeah, the record yeah show you like you got big support for it and all oh. like we <laughs> For the record, I don't bash yeah. people who actually have problems. <laughs> right, right. Just <laughs> who in go, case. Who go, just in case. <laughs> who, for, for anybody that's wondering, I, I don't do it clear. Um, yeah. I will say I don't fully understand it just because I'm mm-hmm. I'm not that person. Um, this is one of the things where like, I'm just, I just bless and I thank God for. But I do understand how – I understand that everybody's not like me. And you can't expect everybody to be like, like mm-hmm. who you are, no matter who you are. Like You can't expect everybody to be like you. Um, everybody gets hit with things differently. Things happen in people's lives and everybody responds differently. Um, I just found out actually like uh, this morning or maybe yesterday morning, I was watching a podcast called First Take. I didn't know Jalen Rose has many people die in his family. The man shows up to work every day like he's okay. Yeah. And he only had like five people, five deaths in his family for like past two years. And it's just like, okay, People like him, I give credit to because I don't know if he has a mental problem. I don't know if he's going through depression or not. But whatever, however he decides to handle it, he's kept it to himself and he's doing it the right way because he's showing him the work. Now, later on down the road, maybe he writes a book. Maybe he explains it. I'm not really too sure. But mm-hmm. it's just like, dang, I know he's going through that. I always talk about the man's Chris hairline and his barber <laughs> needs like a million dollars for it. I never really thought that, man, he might be actually going through something. Right. So... Um, for me personally and for the world, I think is I know like I get what you guys saying where you talk about it, the better people feel, mm-hmm. but I think that just kind of helps like it helps me feel like, okay, cool, there's no pity role here, and you're doing it the right way for the next person that comes along. And I'm not saying that doesn't mean you shouldn't go seek help at all. And maybe he comes out later and says, like, or maybe he's not ready to come out with it. I don't really know the story behind it, mm-hmm. but I have respect for it. 
it's a real thing that happens. I can't imagine what happens. Anybody passed away in my family that's close to me. I haven't experienced that yet. So thank God. But I know the time will come because like everybody has to die, unfortunately. Yep. It's like the number one thing we live with. So I don't know. Timing and everything of that nature is just very, very important, especially when you have this type of platform that you have. Because it's just like everything else in the world, right? You do one good thing or you time something extremely bad and just as much as it can be good, somebody takes it and goes bad with it. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. No, I got you. That's no, all I want to say. You good. So uh no offense naomi um i really do think something's wrong i hope she's okay because i ain't never known nobody to be atop the world and just want to stop playing <laughs> <laughs> well technically michael jordan he retired <laughs> he retired and that's how he knew something was wrong when he retired <laughs> he <laughs> like, like like, like he, he was on top of the world and re- but he also had a good reason though like if michael jordan went to therapy i can actually understand that your father was killed and maybe a quote-unquote racist action. You don't really know what happened. Yeah, we said that story never came That's out. still like a cold case. So you just lost your dad, your father, who was really, really important to you. And you're trying to play basketball through that. I can see you taking a break yeah. and retiring. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that feels. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. And that was like broadcasted on the news. So you're hearing it. You're hearing it more than what you want to. Right. Bad right. enough, you already got shocked the first time. Now I got to hear it. 25 Everywhere. million times on, you know what I'm saying, ESPN mm-hmm. or wherever, you know, the news. But it, was, but it was different, like, back then. It wasn't, like, on social media. Like, you had to hear that shit on, like, the newspapers and, like, exactly. talk radio. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they was writing columns about it. Like, they were, t- it was, like, segments for, like, on three-hour sports talk shows. Like, yeah, that's why yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, like, in that scenario, like, my, yeah. you know, business out there. But, hey, man, he dealt with it. He retired, he retired twice, became the greatest player of all time. And that's another thing, too. Like, he couldn't have no control over it. No. Like, like you're Michael Jordan. Right. The media's going to get to it. Like, you had no control <laughs> over it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't do anything about it. So, no, man. yeah, man. It is um, it's crazy. But um, like I said, man, you if you have mental problems, go ahead. Uh, or mental issues, I should say. I shouldn't say problems. Mental illness. I'm working on my language. Leave me alone. <laughs> hey, man, you're working. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you're working on you, brother. That's all. That's all. Uh, I'm for. But if you do have these type of issues, like uh, mental illness, please go do some research. See what other people have done because you're not alone. Clearly, not alone. And I guess that's the number one good thing comes from this topic of situation. That you know, you gotta honestly look at somebody and say you're not alone, and and find a way what they did to get through it, and find out what happens. Yeah. It's one of those things where I just pray that good things happen and the bad things just never happens. But I know the bad things never happen though. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll come, man. You just gotta Yeah. You gotta, you know, somehow find a way to deal with it however you want to. That's all that is. All right. Anything else, boys? Jared, I know you had a topic on NBA fashion you wanted to. I think uh <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> I want to take the time to say that uh, anybody that don't dress right, you need to go see a therapist. Not because they're crazy, but something wrong. <laughs> something wrong with you. Something cool. wrong with you. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have <laughs> look, said man. it better look, myself. Look, Shaq is dressed on TNT looking like a picnic table right now. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll discuss this quick. Like I like a lot of these guys, like in these like they put on all these clothes and like they pay thousands upon hundreds and like here's my question though. all this money here, for it they, here's they, my question good. here's my question though and this is where i'll be you know 
don't know, devil's advocate. If you had millions and millions of dollars, what are you wearing? Because you're definitely not wearing that plain white T-shirt and a beanie. And Jerry's not wearing that baseball I'm, jersey. I'm out there like Tim Duncan. I got four shirts and There's three no pants. way. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. No, I call okay. BS on both of you. There's no way you're out there in T-shirt and jeans. Am I showing up in a suit and shorts? Absolutely not. No, I'm but, not bro. experimental with fashion. If I get but, money, I'm not going to start. That's true. No, Jared yeah, is very no, stale with his fashion. No, no, no. If you had money, you would definitely start. Jared, I've been to the mall with you. You pick up expensive things by habit. Okay, <laughs> You put it back down because of the price. All right. Imagine if you didn't have that option. Imagine you picking up and saying, oh, that cost 200. And then being like, you know what? I just made 50 grand this week. What's 200? Yeah, but like I'm not picking up some like one sleeve leopard print, the other plaid. Like I'm picking up like a comfortable I know, sweater. But that's where it starts, though. It starts there. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. you're talking I'm about the evolution. Hard, no. <laughs> huh? So the evolution of Jared's style may get to a point where he's wearing. Yeah. You know. Okay, because look here, prime example, James pants. Harden. When he first entered the league, James Harden wasn't dressing in leopard cotton <laughs> pants and all this other type of stuff. It right. wasn't until he got this third contract in Houston where it was like, that's the money contract. What the heck are you wearing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> he came into the arena one time. It was like a, a large floral outfit. And I was just like, you don't even buy that at no mall. Like there's no that's custom. That's custom. That has to be like you, you, you asked for that specifically. That's what I'm saying. Like you go from your first paycheck to just going mall shopping. Then you get a couple more paychecks. Next thing you know, you're like, man, what's out there that's new? Next right. thing you know, you're just like Kyle Kuzma and you're wearing like a dress with like Jerusalem Kuzma shoes on and nope. somehow it's fashion. Nope. With blonde hair. Kyle Kuzma walked out with um I think he had like assless chaps on or something. Um, he had on something nuts that had, didn't have pockets or something crazy. I don't like Kyle Kuzma's like fashion as as a whole. I don't know Nobody what anybody likes Kyle really Kuzma's like. fashion as a whole. I think I like Serge Ibaka. Serge Serge be getting his fits off. So you rocking a scarf? Yes. I would do a scarf. I would rock a scarf. Mm-hmm. Serge be getting his fits off. Who else do I don't like? I don't like Kuzma. Devin Booker be iffy sometimes. Um, look, I'm just saying. I know if I had money, I wouldn't dress crazy, but I'll definitely. Oh, I see you crazy in the third style. week. Boy, I see you. You'll be yeah, crazy no by way. the second paycheck. No way. Oh, Chris, absolutely. Christian. No way. 100%. You're trying to tell me I'm having a shirt with a hole in it and rocking yes. that mm-hmm. style? Yes. Yeah, I no, see that. I get okay. that shirt with a hole five so months. Clearly, in. my two friends don't know who that I am. That's nah, okay. We know who you are. No, we you know don't. You, you, you clearly mm-hmm. don't. We do. You, you don't know yourself don't. is what I'm hearing. No, no, no. The closest thing, the closest, the wildest person I would dress like is probably Dwayne Wade. So like current Dwayne Wade or like mid-2000 Dwayne Wade? Current Dwayne Wade. Mid-2000 Dwayne Wade was looking nuts. Current Dwayne Wade. Like pre-stylist. Like you can tell, like there's like a point in, in Dwayne Wade's career where you could tell he got a stylist. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I, he was looking nuts. Yeah, but that's like the furthest I would go. Okay. I can and Dwayne that. Wade is not that far off. Like he no. like every now and then he has one outfit where I'm like, uh, eh, that's crazy. But for the most part though, the man dresses pretty nice. See, I'll just I'll just have mad turtlenecks. See, that's me. I'll just have mad turtlenecks, mad gold chains with the turtlenecks. Um yeah, mad gold chains with the turtlenecks. Because you have to have different, you know, chain styles with the turtleneck. 
I can I see Aaron with I can see Aaron with a turtleneck and a blazer with hella like Jesus pieces on for no reason. Nah, I wore <laughs> and like you got some expensive glasses that probably don't really match your face well, but you're wearing it. That's definitely you. Hey, you gotta have confidence in what you're putting on. I wore a turtleneck and a blazer to my holiday uh, Christmas party. It was that two years ago now. I think it was like two years ago now. I look like a liberal arts professor. <laughs> And you're not, and you're trying to tell me you have money, you wouldn't dress like that. Oh, no, I wore days out of the week. Uh, I, would, I don't know what if I wear that to a game, that just seems like a lot to put on. Fam, um, you would definitely do that. All right, fair. Yeah, Every time I pull up, you always see you in a turtleneck and a cross and a Jesus piece. It's true, not yeah. no Jesus piece. Luckily, I'll never have money like that, so we'll, we'll never know. I'm just saying, bro, if, if y'all got money, you'll be surprised how you change your dress, like the way you wear it. Jared over here acting like he's gonna wear two, four shirts and some jeans. I, saw I would man. just get pants that fit, bro. That's it. That's my goal. <laughs> just pants that fit. Imagine. Nah, Jerry. Five see. of those. But here's the key. The key is what is the key is what sponsors you. What 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 brand sponsors you? Jared Jared looks like he will get be sponsored by Banana Republic, <laughs> and just getting mad cardigans, mad uh, slacks, and just rock that shit. Full okay, but look here, even prep. even if he's sponsored Banana Republican, they're gonna sponsor sponsors <laughs> Banana <Spencer>. Republican. <laughs> yeah, I definitely said that. Wrong. <laughs> that's a whole, that's a problem. <laughs> even if he got sponsored, you know, as soon as they come out with something crazy, he's gotta wear it. If they came out with a fanny pack. Yeah, went across that. Like, imagine Jared rocking a fanny pack. Can you see him doing that? I could actually. He ain't buying no fanny pack now. No, not now. But if he was sponsored by them, he would. If they were paying him to shit, if they were paying me to do it, I'd wear one. That's what I'm trying to say. If y'all had money, you'd be dressing completely different. But you're saying two different things. You're saying if I had money to spend money on that versus if they're paying me to do that. That's. Two different worlds, my man. But man, but you just entered a form of style that you didn't know you actually rock. You put a fanny pack on, you decide you actually look good. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like the like, Nike uh, shoes. No, no, no. You're starting to make sense. I can't. This is a no. <laughs> this is a hard no. <laughs> I'm saying, like, like these NBA players make a lot of money and they get sponsored by a lot of people. And I'm just like, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't rock a fanny pack. But if I got paid $10,000 to do so, then I'll do it. And if I actually look in the mirror and say, you know what? I look Damn. good. Damn. Just like that, you just started buying fanny packs. <laughs> and it's always weird. Like, it's always weird. Like, think about it. Think about like any profession. Or we'll look at an athlete, right? You were, you were working all your life to get to a certain financial point, right? You could take care mm-hmm. of your family. You could buy whatever you want. But most of those guys get all that shit for free. Think about that. It's another thing. Like you like like think like Christian, you 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 would want to buy Jordans when you were younger, right? Uh-huh. You would be working to get to a point where you wouldn't have to pay for nothing. You wouldn't have to pay for Jordans. Think, Bam. think about that. All the Jordans that I was iffy about having because they have a weird colorway, I was just having my closet just because. I ain't got nothing to match them. Now, imagine, I buy shoes now because I ain't got nothing to match them. Right. Now, imagine <laughs> just waking up one day and Jordan sent you a box. Mad shoes. Every every Jordan release you can think of. I'm not about to return it. That's what I'm saying. No. I know y'all look different. I sure. already know I'll be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hope let's hope that that day does not come because I don't want to see Christian different. <laughs> like, bro. You're Wait, barely don't, don't change, friend. <laughs> Let me get five million dollars. 
I'll change it you in an instant. <laughs> oh, if you want to, if you want to make some money, buy some uh, AMC stock. It's going up. Apparently, it's <laughs> it's up. People going back to the movies and it's making me some money. Um, all right, you guys want to leave it there? Yeah, I think I think I'm good. I want to move on before Christian makes more sense than he already was making. I'm sick. Yeah, scary. We gotta go. We gotta. We gotta go. We gotta wrap it up. All right. <laughs> it all goes downhill once Christian <laughs> start making sense. He's, he's making too much sense. He's making a lot of sense right now. It's what happens is I'm awakening your third eye. You just don't know it yet. Please throw oh, up. My third eye been awakened since 1998. Don't play with me. With that damn um, beanie on, it definitely has been. <laughs> You want to tell me some more Muslim proverbs I don't know about? That's off podcast. I don't want to be too controversial. Com- <laughs> All right, y'all. I, yeah, let's wrap it there. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the I Got Questions podcast. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Stay learning. See you soon. <laughs>